Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? My name is Fadi Pollution. Welcome back to Let's Talk This Out. Hey, Fadi. Thanks for the podcast. I've been listening, and I have a question for you. I'm getting married next summer, and me and my fiance have already broken up a few times and got back together. We've had our fair share of fights, and right now, being around each other day in and day out due to COVID, I'm wondering what you think. First, thank you for listening, and... um. I can't tell you, I can't tell you, you know, what I think. I I don't know the dynamic of your relationship. I don't know the dynamic of your marriage or your not marriage, but I don't know what the dynamic of your marriage is going to be. All I do know is if you're having doubts, you're having doubts. That's normal. But, you know, you said you've been together for three years and there's a reason why you guys have been together for three years. Now, if it's love, that's great. If it's fear for missing out of, you know, what you think you're missing out on or just fear or just that comfort of being with somebody for so long, you don't want to get to know somebody else or start over with somebody else or I don't know, man, sex is good. Whatever the case is, um, if that if that's what it is, then, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably think about it a little bit more. Uh, hopefully it's love. Hopefully everything has been going right. But, you know, you guys live together. COVID's already making it hard. Uh, that's going to be, I'm not saying hard is going to be the rest of your life, but that's going to be the rest of your life. It's a preview to living with somebody. All right. It's normal to feel angry. Sometimes it's normal to feel that, you know, you're coming up short or they're not doing what you want them to do, or you're not doing what they want you to do. That's part of growing with somebody. You just got to find out if it's worth it. You got to find out if, if who you're with is who you want to be with. And I know we live in a, a temporary time right now where everything is temporary. We just we upgrade our phones every year. We upgrade whatever every year. We just keep on moving, right? Somebody once told me uh, we live in a generation of uh, throw it away if it's broken. And back in the day, I remember my dad, you know, every time the VCR was broken or every time anything was broken, the dude just became a technician of whatever was broken, whether it's a lawnmower, the VCR, whatever the case is, and he'd fix it. Nowadays, we just go on Amazon and we buy a new one. Maybe not so much a VCR anymore, but you know what I mean. So that just depends on the mindset you're in. If you are in the mindset of if it's broken, I'm going to throw it away, then it sounds like you've already had some broken moments uh, and you chose not to throw it away. If that's the case, you know, keep going. Keep going and see what happens. Um, Everything isn't always going to work out the way you want it to, but you're not going to know until you do it. As far as the mindset, if it's broken, you're going to throw it away and you don't want to fix anything, then, you know, if you don't realize that throughout a relationship, you got to grow yourself or your partner is expected to grow, not change, but grow. And that growth comes with changes, right, for both of you, whether it's kids, whether it's career, whether it's, um, you know, accomplishments, health, whatever the case is, you got to be able to get on that roller coaster and, and, and stomach it. There's a lot of turns a lot of movement a lot of ups and a lot of downs you know and if you don't got the stomach for something like that then just don't waste your time don't waste somebody else's time if you think you do got that stomach then do it there's a lot of beauty in sharing your life with somebody i tell you right now the biggest thing i miss is having having that person just sit on the couch with just watch tv having that person that that's always there that you share every experience with i miss that i miss that the most i think out of anything it's not so much the sex it's not it's not the the trips. It's just it's just the memories. It's just everything. Just little things, right? Breakfast. 
Saturday mornings, waking up, sleeping in, whatever the case is. I miss that. I miss having somebody on the other side of bed that I can just cuddle with, talk to or whatever. Somebody I can laugh with, somebody I can tell stories to. When somebody else pisses me off, I can come home and share that story. I miss that. And and there's no there's no replacement. You know what I mean? There, there's no there's nothing else that can take that spot. Like no no nothing else other than like, you know, someone you love and someone you're with. So, um I hope that kind of answers a little something for you. Um, the fights that you guys have had before over the course of the three years, it's fine. You know, there's, it's not a people fight. People fight because they're passionate about something. Just pick and choose what you fight over. Everything doesn't got to be a fight. Things can be a discussion. Things can even be a heated discussion, but it doesn't have to be a fight. Me and Amanda had three breakups prior to getting married. And the longest one I think lasted for about a month. And, uh, it was after we lived together. I stayed on a buddy's couch of mine, or two of my buddies' couch, until things cleared up. Um, I, I was just hopeful that things would clear up, and they didn't clear up as fast as I wanted them to. But we worked through it. But those breakups came as part of that growth. That, that was, those breakups came as part of that adjustment, you know, to to living with somebody else and learning somebody else. You know, you think about how much shit you go through alone, right? Your single days before anybody out there got married, before anybody out there had a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You know, you go through your own fucking feelings. You go through your own days, your woes, your 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 just shitty moments. All right. Now double that, and that's what that's what a relationship is, right? You can't expect to go into a relationship and not think that there's ever gonna be, um, you know, bad moments. If anything, your bad moments are gonna be doubled, right? But the only difference is you have somebody else there going through it with you, so it doesn't feel as bad. You know, being lost sucks. Being lost with a friend or being lost with somebody else still sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad because you know you're in it with somebody else. And that's why I describe, or that's why I think, you know, uh, what a relationship or a marriage is. I mean, granted, hopefully you got more good than bad. Nobody wants anything that that's the bad outweighs the good. And that's, you know, I believe in our marriage we had a lot of good that outweighed the bad. But when you only focus on the bad, you're not going to, you're going to lose sight of all the good. And that's part of it. You know, people talk about, or people mention the term PTSD, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder. And nobody ever talks about post-traumatic growth. Post-traumatic growth happens after everything post-trauma, all right? And you just got to be willing to accept that you're going to grow from something. You know, every every action has a reaction, right? Every Everything in life has a lesson attached to it. If you're willing to take in those lessons, if you're willing to take in, you know, the world around you and not just focus on the trauma, then you're willing to, I mean, you're going to grow from it naturally. And by grow, I mean, your resiliency is going to grow. All right. You got to face things head on. Uh, Resiliency is the strength and the speed that you react to adversity. So it's okay that you have some trauma in your life. It's okay that you've gone through it. But it's not okay to allow it to beat you down and then create this lifelong victim out of you. And that's just, once again, the world according to Fadi. So when you have trauma, don't think about the stress and, you know, the disorder it could possibly, you know, um, cause. Think about the growth that's going to come out of it. You know, friction is friction. But that shit is, that's it. It's done. Once once you have a hard point in your life, it's not going to be the rest of your life. It's just... You got to know that things fucking move on. That time doesn't stop for anybody. Your mind becomes the problem because you have taken thoughts so deeply inside you 
that you have forgotten completely the distance. That those thoughts are just visitors. They come and go. Those thoughts are never there. And they don't ever stay there. They come and go. Everything is life. There's so much in life that I believe is just temporary. You know, outside of your children, outside of your, your family, whatever the case. I mean, everything is temporary, even the ch children, the family. But inside of you, those thoughts, those even the happy moments. Like how long are you going to be happy for? You have a great moment. You have a great day. The next day. All right, cool. You think about it. But then it's it's a whole new day that could possibly be shitty as fuck. So just like those happy thoughts that you have and you know, all right, this ain't going to last. Or even when you're when you're happy on a roller coaster ride, you know that roller coaster ride is going to end in 30 seconds. You're happy, you're euphoric for a little bit, but you know it ends. You got to understand that that applies to happy and sad. You can't be hung up on the sad and let that shit beat you down. And you got to build that resiliency up. And that's part of that resiliency is understanding that those thoughts, that feeling is temporary. All right. Grief is a companion that nobody wants. And, you know, when you realize that grief is going to happen, you, you welcome that companion, but you know that companions are temporary. So with me right now, I'm, I, a lot of grief comes and goes uh, for different reasons. The main one that sticks around, because I know it's going to be a lifelong grief thing, is that I don't believe, I mean, obviously Ava's four years old. She doesn't know what's going on right now, but eventually she's going to know that, life without mommy is a thing life like mommy's not around like she still draws pictures family pictures and she draws all four of us that's i'm happy she does but that's just gonna come to a head eventually and i gotta sit there and i know that's gonna be some prolonged grief i mean just at the back it's in the back of my mind and it, you know I, I i hush it up for a little bit here and there but i know it's inevitable i know i'm gonna have to face this eventually but back to the whole resiliency thing if if you don't start telling yourself this stuff, you know, people ask, you know, wh how or why or whatever the case is, how'd I get like this? Or why did wh why am I like this? I, man, I, my, my life has not been easy from day one. All right. And this is not a woe was me story, but a lot of people don't know this. And I'll, I'll share it with you real quick. So I wasn't born here. I was born in Israel. I was born in 87. And uh, if anybody knows anything about history, um, the Gulf War was happening, you know, late 80s, early 90s. So my parents decided to get us out of the Middle East, and we got out here to the States. So um, I can only imagine what was going on in their head, right? It was just me and my, my three sisters at the time. My little brother was born in Philadelphia. He was like, all right, he was our ticket to stay here so we didn't get deported. And, um, you know, it, it was hard growing up. You know, it, it was harder for my parents. Like, neither one of them knew English. And uh, my dad had a bunch of odd jobs trying to make ends meet to, to make sure that we had a roof over our head and, I remember our cars getting stolen um, almost <laughs> almost once a month or once a quarter, you know, and it was just a shitty time to be in Philadelphia in the 90s, you know, and um, same thing growing up in school. Yeah, my name is Fadi Kalush, man. Like it's not I'm not a fucking Bobby. I'm not a Jason. I'm not a I'm not a fucking Chad, whatever the case is. I'm a Fadi. And and then fast forward a couple more years, you know, uh, 2001 happened, 9-11. If you look like me during 9-11, if you look like any, if you even fucking have a, a name like mine during 9-11, motherfuckers just hate you, man. There's not, it's not a race thing. It's not, you know, I mean, it is a race thing, but it's not like I don't have a fucking gaggle of people I can sit there and march with. That was a period in my life where I felt 100% alone, right? At school, I was a teenager, right? I was a teenager with a fucking mouth on me, right? I already had a reputation at the time. And, um... I think I was just starting high school out 
and um man that shit was tough but once again you can't let that shit break you i've never had that mentality where it's okay to be broken so motherfuckers said what they wanted to say and motherfuckers did what they wanted to do and i was right there i stood my ground i had to do what i had to do and we kept them moving and then fast forward a few more years right i joined the military i got in the military in 2005 once again being in the military and with a name like Fadi Kalush, and I'm, I'm serving the U.S. And I wasn't even a citizen at the time. I got my citizenship after I joined the Navy. And, you know, dealing with some, some uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe these people, but dealing with some very strong pieces of shit personalities, um, you know, I had to hear things like Fadi Bin Laden and fucking Al-Qaeda. You know what I mean? Just people thinking they're making jokes. And once again, I had to do what I had to do and, and say what I had to say and make people feel... Yeah, as small as possible. But once again, that shit also played into the resiliency that's been built up inside me over the years. Man, life hasn't been easy by any means, you know. Um, and those are just a few examples. But I always knew that these people around me were temporary. I knew these feelings were temporary. Even these moments in history, right? Whether it was the war, whether it was uh, 9-11, temporary. And this is not to disregard what happened. Everything's been tragic. I, I got that part of them. And I'm sorry if anybody's listening and lost somebody there. But um, in the same time, you know, it's, it's just it was a moment in history and there's nothing we could do to change anything what happened. Right. Or anything that's happened. So I don't dwell on things. I've never been one to dwell on things because if I do, that shit eats away at me. And I'll tell you, even when like outside of some tragic shit, I, I'm, I was, you know, when you're younger and you see a cute chick for the guys out there, you see a cute chick, man, you really want to talk to her, but you just can't build up the fucking nerve to go talk to her. I used to be one of those people. And then I'd go home and I'd be laying in bed like, fuck, man, why don't I just say something to her? Like, what's the worst she could have said? No, get out of my face. Like, okay, cool, life goes on. So I got tired of feeling that way. I got tired of feeling like that fucking regret. Like, I should have said something. I should have, you know, uh, grabbed her ass or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never do that. But um, I took that approach, that resiliency approach to that too. And, you know, I just played the numbers game. If I talk to, if I say hi to 100 women, 50 of them might say hi back. Out of those 50, fucking 25 might give me their number. Out of those 25, you know, uh, 12 might meet up with me. And then out of the 12, six might let me smash. I just tell myself things like that, and it works out in my head. And I don't know, it's worked out, you know, um, or used to at least. And it's just it, little things, man, over the course of my life, I feel like have molded me, have uh, have built me the way I, the way I am. And it's not like I was doing like all this stuff built me this way to prepare me for this current moment in my life. It just that's just the way it works out. Sometimes you just got to have hope and have faith that there's something bigger. There's something else, whatever the case is, that strength that's building up inside you is building up greatness for a moment where there's going to be two little kids depending on you to be great. Like, I know this isn't me right here. You know, this isn't something I want. But I know there's there's a four year old downstairs and a fucking seven month old that that give no fucks about how I feel. They just need to know that everything is going to be okay. And that's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm here to do. I got to make sure that their life goes without a fucking, without a misbeat. I got to make sure that their, their sad moments have daddy's shoulder available to them um, and, and hugs. And, and I got to build that strength inside of them because I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with them in the future, right? When they're in twenties and thirties, I see a lot of a lot of um, victims out there right now. I hear about a, a lot of victims out there. Every time you see the fucking news and everybody's complaining about something, there's just this fucking sick victim mentality about everything. Everybody owes you something. Everybody owes me something. No, you go get what you fucking owed, what you feel you're owed. 
And if you don't get it, then you don't you don't deserve it. You're not owed anything. But let me not get on that tangent right now. Um, yeah, man, that's where I'm going to leave you guys out for today. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, you keep swimming, all right? Y'all keep fucking swimming. And when you get tired and those arms get heavy, stop, take a deep breath in, and fucking float, all right? I love you. See you.